This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. listeners, and welcome to episode number 40 of the Glenn Butler Podcast, Our Spectacular, where we're trying something a little different, or at least it's very different for me. Uh, We're going to be trying to focus on the positive for once in this world that is trying to tear us down. When I think of positivity, I think of my dear friend, the fantabulous Mr. Steve Willie. Steve, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm surprised. I'm feeling positive, but I think that if you ask my family, no one would have that response to me, <laughs> that, that I am the positive one in the family. So I'm glad that in the, in the outside family world, I am the positive one. Rays of sunshine are coming <laughs> from you all the time, as far as I'm concerned. Excellent. And rays of sunshine are coming outside today, which is a dear departure from our two weeks of gray. So that, that makes me positive in itself. Well, there you go. So let's jump right in. Steve, tell me something good, please. Excellent. Um, I have something good that happened in the past month and has been going on for a couple of years. And it is a local story for me that I was turned on to by a, a national magazine called The Week That I Get. And it is something near and dear to our hearts, uh, cats. And the headline from Green Bay Press Gazette on September 20th, 2018 is Cat Grandpa Goes Viral. I popped my peas there. Shout out to Brad. Cat Grandpa goes viral after Animal Shelter shares photo of volunteer resting with cats. So a local man is taking catnaps to a whole new level. Terry Larman of De Pere has become an online sensation this week after the pet shelter where the volunteers shared photos showing the 75-year-old, who has since been dubbed the Cat Grandpa, fast asleep while snuggling several of the shelter's cats. I've always liked cats, and I always had cats when I was a kid, and I loved them, he said. In many ways, I see my old cats in these cats here. Safe Haven Pet Sanctuary's Facebook post about Lowerman has garnered over 80,000 reactions and 22,000 shares since Tuesday afternoon, and those numbers continue to climb. And I will just start uh, paraphrasing here, just taking a little bit. In just four days, they've been flooded with visitors and donations. They've raised more than $40,000, and its website temporarily crashed. They've taken cats with special needs, and Lowerman's naps with the cats happen frequently. Uh, The owner said that she and other shelter staffers have been collecting photos of the touching moments for a while and finally decided they were too special not to share. The story behind the pictures of Lowerman's snuggle sessions make them all the more precious. Now he's an official volunteer at the shelter, but his visits started out more casually. He said that as he visited the original location, he fell in love with the cats and the fact that the facility doesn't cage its animals. And I I should say that this is a no-kill shelter. Uh, his visit to the shelter became a daily thing after the nonprofit relocated to Green Bay's Broadway district in 2017, and Lowerman retired from his career as a Spanish instructor. Every Monday through Saturday, he swings by the shelter for two or three hours to visit the cats, pet them, feed them treats, and most importantly, brush them. Belhauser considers Lowerman an expert of cat brusher who is helping socialize cats that desperately need it. This is my favorite part. He has this special brush, she said laughing. And he is able to get cats that normally don't like to be touched to jump up on his lap and want to be held and brushed. He knows all of their names 
and all of their personalities. He said he has the best job in the world. He gets paid in cuddles. And the first time that it happened, he literally did nothing. He just fell asleep on a chair while petting. He is a 75-year-old man, so that is apt to happen. He said his now famous gnats are typically the aftermath of cutting down buckthorn trees before heading to the shelter. So it's pretty cool. All the funds end up going to the cat's medical bills, food and litter, cleaning supplies, and hopefully a project to insulate the building. That is amazing. That is fantastic. Yes, this is a yeah a 75-year-old man. And there's tons of pictures on the Facebook page of the, this old man sleeping with the cats. There's one with the cat cuddled in between his legs from, from crotch to feet with his head on his thigh and uh, the paw draped over the knee. <laughs> there's... It's pretty funny, so we'll definitely have to put the the post on the uh, on our web page so people can see this this wonderful old man who's who raised forty thousand dollars in four days merely by napping. Yeah, that that is that is just that is just amazing. Cat shelters are the best. Yeah, we have a very large humane society um, in our town that unfortunately does have to kill some animals. Uh, it, it's just that big, and I I know that the people who work there are crushed by it. But there are some smaller no-kill shelters, and uh, hopefully that can happen more and more. And now I also know what I want to do when I retire. Exactly. That is absolutely <laughs> hashtag goals. <laughs> like the the cat cafes in Japan that are starting to make their way over to the United States. Yeah, we, we have a cat cafe in uh, New Haven, Connecticut that just opened a couple of months ago. And it is just the most relaxing environment possibly that there is. Have you been able to go? I went once. Mm -hmm. um, all but one or two of the cats were sleeping, but that was still an amazing experience. Because <laughs> you just walk into this room and, and there are like seven cats in the middle of the floor sleeping. Man, I so New Haven, now I know there's Cat Cafe... And I think it's Frank and Pepe's Pizza. Yes, yes. And there's, so you get a... there's Pepe's Pizza and about seven different colleges. Okay, so you get some white clam, and you order it. You'll have it delivered to the cat cafe, and really, that's where that's where I can live out the rest of my days. Yeah, you get your coffee from the cat cafe, and like a couple of doors down from the cat cafe is one of those stores that sells like patches and pins. <laughs> you know, it's a college town. It's great. Excellent. So yeah, there positivity often starts with cats, as we know well here at Place to Be a Nation. Oh, my cat is about the only thing that keeps me going some days. <laughs> so tell me, tell me something good, Glenn. What do you got for us? The good thing that I have to bring is the This Old House Cinematic Universe. <laughs> which, which I have recently finished... They're in the 40th season of This Old House, 16 seasons of Ask This Old House. I've been watching this for, like, the last six months or so, and it's just a relaxing thing to watch. I have been watching less and less drama recently. I've really found that the low-stakes television uh, just really gets me a lot more relaxed than anything else, really. And for the This Old House family of products... You know, I, of course, have the memories of, of watching it as a kid with my dad. It's actually about the best memories I have of spending time with my dad because he was in construction. And so he, he watched it for, you know, a, a reflection of a lot of the things that he did. And it was really the one window that I had into this thing that he 
loved and that he did for a lot of his life. And it's just a relaxing show to watch. Like I said, it's low stakes. You know, they're installing heating systems and insulation and, and you know, making overall areas of a house and such. It's It's just kind of a display of calm confidence and competence, really. Is there any, like... You know, with so many of the reality competitions, there's, I mean, I know that this old house isn't a competition, but there's anxiety involved or my wife has wanted to watch some of the, the house flipping shows or the remodel shows and there's manufactured drama like, oh, we just tore down this wall and it's being eaten alive by termites like they didn't know that when they bought it. Is there any of that or because I vaguely remember watching some of this old house shows with my dad when I was younger with a. Uh, with Norm and, uh, is it Bob Vila? Vila? Bob Vila uh, was the host for the first 10 years, yeah. Yeah, and, and Norm, like, only know him by first name. Ah, uh, Normie Baby. <laughs> uh, Nor Normie Baby is the absolute best. And and is that is there that kind of manufactured anxiety as years go by to, to drop people back in, or is it still, like, PBS calm? Oh, it's absolutely PBS calm. There's no anxiety about it. There are times, there are times when, you know, they'll introduce a segment by saying that, you know, they found termite damage or the damage that they found goes deeper than they thought. Or there was at least one house where they found termite damage and cleared out all of the wood that had been eaten away. And then a couple episodes later, an exterminator came by to remind them that, you know, they really should have had it, had the exterminator come through before they built up the new wall. <laughs> and so we have to do all of this now, but there's no, there's no drama about it. There's no anxiety about it. Everything that is a problem or, or a complication is just introduced plainly and calmly as something that needs to be fixed. We know how we're going to fix it. This is how we fix it. If this is a problem in your house, this is how you go about fixing it. Excellent. And there's 40 seasons now. They're in the 40th season right now. And that doesn't actually seem crazy to me. That sounds about right. Like when you look past, uh, you know, and thinking that it's been on for, for that many years and, and remember that, yeah, it is a part of our childhood has there been, first of all, how many episodes per season are there? Um, most, most seasons are 26 episodes. Ooh. So we're talking about over about a thousand episodes. Oh, yes. We're talking. Yes. It's an extreme number of episodes. Of course, they're about 22, 25 right. minute episodes. So they're kind of bite sized. What's um, the, what are the most you watched in one sitting? Or would the, that not be a positive thing to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> the most I've watched in one sitting is probably about an entire season. Excellent. I, I am, um, I, I don't want to get too negative here because, you know, this is about being positive. But one of the, the negative things that I do with my evenings is just kind of get sucked into my phone, whether it be like on, on chats or just, you know, scrolling through Facebook or the news. And I feel like, I need to do more of this kind of stuff, like just not necessarily binge shows, but actually spend a little bit more constructive time. And there there are some shows that my family and I like to watch together. We watched uh, American Ninja Warrior together, which same thing, not not really much anxiety. It's more just like a sports competition and there's uplifting stories and everyone cheers each other on. And um, 
and realizing that these are all like American and British shows with America and British in the title. Like, of course, like the Great British Bake Off. Oh, is... man, we, we could do a whole thing on the Great British Bake Off. It is one of the very best shows. Yes. Um, yeah, we've, we've watched two seasons. And that is another show where there should be a lot of anxiety. But there really isn't. Everyone, you know, it, there's just like a little time crunch. There's, uh, was it Ruby? who had clearly some sort of self-esteem issue and panicked all the time. But for the most part, it's a very happy, calm show with a nice British sarcastic humor in it as well. Yeah, it's 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 incredibly different from the sort of baking and cooking competition shows that you get in the U.S. because there is the drama of the the time element, but there isn't all this manufactured drama on top of it. You know, there isn't the, the, the booming music or the host kind of yelling at everyone. Everyone is so supportive, even while they're competing. It's, it's amazing. Right. The, like the most tension you'll get is when Paul Hollywood raises his eyebrow when he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't agree with the uh, method you're using when they're presenting their or the recipes for the first time. I mean, not not that it isn't tense. I have been known to kind of yelp at points when someone like drops a pan as they're taking it out of the oven or like time is is running out and they're like furiously icing things, but it's wholesome. US cooking competition shows are not wholesome. Yeah, there's a lot of yelling, even on a show like Nailed It, which is tongue in cheek. The basis of the show is that the contestants are terrible at what they do. Hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, another one uh, my youngest and I have been watching in the mornings. And if we're talking about positives in our personal life, man, I'm popping the piece. Sorry. Um, America's Got Talent I had never watched before. And my son and I have like 20 minutes, 30 minutes before school most days during the week. And he really started watching that show. And so eh, we'll just sit down and snuggle on the couch. And I would have thought it would be like an American Idol, like you stink type show, just putting people down. The people who are bad are clearly in on the joke. They know that, you know, they're, they're ringers. They're brought in to entertain the crowd and be dumb. But the positive stories, I probably cry at least two or three times an episode. Like, you know positive tears uh not like cry about humanity it's just like all these uplifting stories like you know 13 year olds with high hard lives and singing is all that they have and it's just them and their mom and then they just nail it and the crowd gives them a standing ovation and you can just see their self-esteem raise you know right right in front of you or you know groups of dance groups that there's a, there's a great uh, dance troupe in this current season from the Philippines who they're just out they're doing a dance routine and Simon Cowell, who is wonderful on that show, um, is just like, yeah, you know, seen this before. And all of a sudden they, they get out like sheer height uh, heels and all men and they start doing like mega backflips landing on the on the heels. And it's amazing to see. Um, the athleticism and the crowd embrace it. And, you know, my seven-year-old popping for it pretty big time. It, it's really a, it's really an uplifting show that I didn't expect. So in terms of American non-PBS <laughs> or BBC shows, um, definitely one to, to look out for. Awesome. Well, I think we are going to take a short break 
and listen to uh, some descriptions of some shows on our fine podcast network. And then after the break, I will ask Steve for one more good thing. So come on back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Owens Corning Fiberglass Corporation. Manufacturers of residential building products. PlaySuite Nation is Justin Rosero and Chad Campbell here. We want to let you know that we have a ton of great podcasts available to you on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and PlaySuite And we now offer them to you on two great feeds. On the PlaySuite Wrestling feed, we bring you the mothership, the place to be podcast, main event, survey says, Wrestling Warzone, a Monday Night Wars podcast retrospective, No Holds Barred, Jeff Learns Wrestling, and our monthly pay-per-view reaction shows. On top of that, we're also dipping into the vault, re-releasing the entire catalog of where the big boys play for your enjoyment. In addition to these full-length shows, we also deliver special network pod blasts on topics old and new. The Place to Be Nation pop feed is loaded with great content, offering such tremendous shows covering the land of pop culture, such as Geek and Sassy, Talkin' Pop, the Glenn Butler Podcast Hour Spectacular, Sunday Groove, PTBN Play, Freak Out Drive-In, Songs with Friends, Looking Forward, Looking Back, and Lucha Undead, as well as a veritable podcast heaven for comics fans with the hard-traveling fanboys, Sellers Points, Conversation Comics, DC Post-Crisis Management, Marvel Age, and Marvel Age Masterclass, plus weekly pod blasts that cover the gamut of comic topics. The feed is also filled with insightful sports content, including the NBA team, This Week in the NFL, and more. And you can find all these current shows plus archives of our past podcasts, including The Kevin Kelly Show, as well by subscribing to both feeds on iTunes. And while there, be sure to rate and leave feedback as well. All these shows plus others available at PlaySuation.com. We cover pro wrestling, sports, movies, comics, in-depth stretch projects, and more. Be sure to support our site by using PlaySuation.com forward slash Amazon while doing your online shopping. And download our free PTB Vintage Vault refresh ebooks via the links on our site. We also want to thank our friends at Boneheads Wing Bar, ProWrestlingOnly.com, and TheHistoryOfWrestling.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr as well. PlaySuation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. And we are back talking about positivity, trying to focus on, on the positivity in our lives. Steve, tell me something else good. Well, I we're going to do one more, you said, and I have a choice for you. Would you like to have some grilled cheese or would you like dental miracles? I think if I have enough grilled cheese, I'll need some dental miracles. <laughs> so is this is that a, a grilled cheese then? Sure. OK. Sock it uh, to me. I am one who is very dismissive of people who denigrate various generations by putting them all into one big basket and saying this generation is awful, especially when it comes to millennials, uh, which I am not. I am a member of Generation X, so really I shouldn't care about anything as I. Um, but my, the headline here is from Bloomberg, and it's Millennials Kill Again, the Latest Victim American cheese. American cheese will never die. It has too many preservatives, but it's melting away. One by one, America's food outlets are abandoning the century-old American staple. In many cases, they're replacing it with fancier cheeses. So on a previous Glenn Butler podcast, Our Spectacular, we had a spectacular advised show where we talked about the various types of grilled cheese that we enjoy and 
best ways to make grilled cheese sandwiches from our, I think the question was posed by our, our good friend, Andy Helene. Yes, indeed. So this article is basically saying that American cheese, you know, the craft singles with the cellophane wrap, when you open it, you get that little plasticky taste on the edges as it molds to the plastic. And now they're saying it's at a crossroads. The, the product was, was made famous by the greatest generation, uh, devoured by boomers on the go and touted as the basis for macaroni and cheese. It is the well-documented love object of Gen X. I, I beg to differ on that one. Uh, it's meant it's mashed with millennials demanding nourishment from ingredients that are both recognizable and pronounceable. So apparently these terrible, awful millennials, these these punk 28, 30-year-old kids, they want to eat better cheese. I don't see how that's a bad thing, but it apparently it is. Don't rely on anecdotal evidence. It says the data shows that processed cheese like Kraft Singles and Velveeta. Did you ever have Velveeta when you were a kid? Velveeta is actually um, among my favorite cheeses to melt into mashed potatoes. Okay. I, I haven't seen it in years, but it was... Um, I, I think it was like one of the things we would use to make mac and cheese. You'd unwrap the aluminum foil, get out the cheese slicer, and just take a blop of it, which I believe uh, is a correct uh, cooking term. It, it's a, a scientific measurement, absolutely. Yeah, you take a big blop and you put it in and it, it melts wonderfully. Yeah, that's that's the thing about American cheese and Velveeta, the, these highly processed cheeses. You know, they do melt fantastically. I believe this was the crux of uh, our, our argument in the uh, advice hour. Yes, um, but but they have dropped in sale by 1.6%. So, you know, this can be bad. 1.6%, not that much. 1.6%. Yes, four straight years of declines. The other, and I, this is a flashback for me, when, when I was a kid and then also in high school, we took field trips down to the business portion of Chicago, like the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, which the Chicago Mercantile Exchange is if you took Wall Street, but made it for pig products and soy and cheese. So they do stocks in New York. Chicago does like hog futures. 500 pound barrels of cheddar right now are selling at a record discount to 40 pound cheddar blocks. So it's even cheaper, like 500 pound barrels of cheddar are are costing about as much as 40 pound cheddar blocks to purchase now because of the decrease. Um, yet cheese factories are on the rise. So despite this, because the American cheese are going down and these darned millennials want different kinds of cheeses, the number of factories have increased 40% between 2000 and 2017. So who says manufacturing is going down, Glenn Butler? The cheese industry is lifting us up. You know, I have a confession to make. Okay. I have a two-part confession to make. Uh-oh. Part one, of course, I am one of those damn dirty millennials. <laughs> and this is okay. <laughs> Thank you. And confession the second... I've been thinking in just the last couple of days that maybe I should move away from American cheese as my preferred burger cheese. Yeah. Well, I have some options, some new options that we never even explored before. Uh, really? Gail V's Best Ever Grilled Cheese in Chicago, which is going to go on my list of places to go next time I'm, I'm in my, my homeland, uh, likes to take two slices of fresh baked sourdough and fills them with Wisconsin-made... Butter Kase cheese, B-U-T-T-E-R-K with an umlaut S-E cheese. 
made by in small batches by farmers who know the name of their cows. It's melty, slightly stretchy, and yes, buttery. Uh, Kaza is uh, German for cheese, so that's literally butter cheese cheese. Excellent. Which, if you're gonna get a kind, if you're gonna get one kind of cheese, it ought to be cheese cheese. <laughs> a real cheese is cheese. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, of course, being in, in the region that you are, in, in, in the upper Midwest, you have cheese choices for days, right? We very much do. Um, I This sounds like sarcasm or like some, man, I, I was going to say cynicism, but it, more satire, I would say. But I do live about a mile and a half down the road from a cheese factory. <laughs> so, yes, we, we do have, I can probably pass. If I were to go to my sister's house about an, a 45 minutes away, I would pass three cheese factories just on the two roads that I would have to drive. Any cheesecake factories? Um, no, not um, only in Milwaukee and Madison. That's, you know, big town. Ah. Um, they, they're talking about Kraft trying to fight back against the, you know, the cheese industry expanding. And it's not by offering different choices or better cheese. It's trying to research ways to get just the same old American cheese into more homes by offering qualities that healthier, more natural cheeses can't. So really they're just manufacturing the fact that it can melt and like the, just wanting to look back and have at that nostalgia going retro. So that is, you know, a billion dollar company, 30 person research and development team, essentially saying to millennials, come on guys, please, please, please. Can you buy more of this? Okay, now, I'm not going to claim to be any sort of marketing genius, but yes. I think maybe if you want people to buy and eat more of your cheese, uh, you may make it taste better. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to criticize the taste, the feel of American cheese, the cheese of our lives, because I, I don't believe in that sort of food judgment. The I also don't believe in in the sort of chemical name fear complex sure. that people have over the quote-unquote unpronounceable ingredients. Everything has ingredients that you can phrase in unpronounceable ways because everything is made up of, you know, chemical elements. I don't understand the, the fear of, you know, chemicals being named. Right. Rather, rather than just an ingredient list that says cow stuff. <laughs> and they have names for a reason. It's just a combination of of atoms and, and molecules. That's all exactly. That exactly. I mean, if you have issues with the amount of processing that goes into an American cheese or a Velveeta or whatever, it's fine. I get it. I mean, part of the reason that, that I was thinking of, of maybe giving it up is, you know, tummy troubles. Mm -hmm. And if, if if that's something that you get with certain cheeses... I get it. It's fine, but the the unpronounceable chemical thing is it gets my goat. But we're trying to stay positive. Right. And goat cheese also can be good. Goat stuff. Yes. Goat stuff. Yep. We do have goat cheese in in Wisconsin. It's not just all it's not just all cows. Yeah, so a, a little build up on sad I guess that American cheese is going away. Positive that hey, our taste buds are expanding. Cheese manufacturing on the rise. We're, we're trying new things. No one is getting hurt. It's making us happy. And there's something called butter cheese cheese. Butter cheese cheese does sound kind of amazing. It sounds like a great subtitle to an episode, to be honest. <laughs> well, 
I feel better. Do you feel better? I do feel a little better. Like I said, the sun is shining in. We can find things in the news to make us happy, um, that fill us up with joy. And hey, by spending time with friends and real life adults, talking about our joys makes us all feel better. And hopefully that people listening will decide to do the same in their life. I can't think of a better way to close us out. Thank you very much, Steve, for sharing your positivity with me today. Listeners, I hope you feel a little better as we do. If you have something good that you want to tell us about, or if you would like to ask us an advice question for the Spectacular Advice Hour, I heartily encourage you to reach out to us at spectacularadvice at gmail.com. Steve, is there anything you're working on on the place to be or on the internet or a place that you would like to send our kind, kind listeners? Oh, sure. I have been working on the main event with Scott Criscolo and the Godfather Nate Milton on a bi-weekly basis. That's a, a fun wrestling show. They talk about some current stuff, and then we look into god-awful uh, Impact Wrestling pay-per-views, and then switch that off with classic Japanese wrestling reviews, and it's just kind of a good time. I'm trying to think what else I do. I You can find me on Instagram, Steve Willie, W-I-L-L-E, number one, so Steve Willie one and I post odd things about maybe my family, myself, silly things that I'm doing with my life. And uh, I find that it's a much better social media avenue than most in terms of being positive. Yeah, uh, pictures of family, pictures of cats, amazing American Ninja content. (laughs) Yes, I do have amazing American Ninja content (laughs) that I carefully curate to make myself look somewhat good. Uh, you look amazing. You look amazing. If anyone would like to reach me, I am at Glennybun on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Instagram. Oh-ho! Or you can listen to any of the other episodes of this podcast, of which there may be some soon. We shall see. Reach out to us. Thank you, Steve, again. Thank you, listeners, again. We will see you next time.